Therefore, I exhort first of all that all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that they may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. I wasn't planning on doing this today, but I, I got in the car this morning and I heard on the radio that today is actually a national day of prayer. And I, I want to call your attention to this. I want to challenge you to set some time off today just to, to pray, to lift up this nation and to lift up ourselves and that God be the Lord of this nation and of our lives. The, the National Day of Prayer started in 1775. The Continental Congress issued that the entire nation just shut down for a day, quit working, and commit itself to, to prayer. They did this to ask for guidance and wisdom in starting a new nation. In fact, the Continental Congress did this nine times throughout the Revolutionary War. Now, if I were to go off and give reasons why this country is so blessed, I think that would be at the top of one of those reasons. The National Day of Prayer continued in 1863 when Abraham Lincoln issued this in the middle of a civil war when the nation was at war with itself. In 1952, a joint resolution by Congress signed by President Truman declared an annual National Day of Prayer. And in 1988, the law was amended and signed by President Ronald Reagan, permanently setting the day as the first Thursday of every May as a National Day of Prayer. I, uh, I had some scriptures that I want to read off. I have about five of them, and then I'll add a little comments. This first one, I've quoted it a couple times, comes out, comes out of 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 through 25. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Psalm 34, Psalm 34 verses 17 through 18. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Psalm 116, verse 1 through 2. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. And this last one comes out of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And that we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Our God is a God who hears us. You know, I 
I love the summertime because you can look up at the, at the clear night and just see the vast stars and the beauty of the galaxy. And, and, you know, there's people that have been on the moon and there's talks of even going to Mars. And as glorious as all this is, our God upholds all of it. And yet he still chooses to hear us. It is a privilege to be heard by God. That's why I want to challenge you today to set some time and, and pray to God. This, this next thing that I'm going to read is a proclamation from Abraham Lincoln when he issued the National Day of Prayer in 1863. There's a lot of, of wisdom that can be drawn from this. It starts out by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing the supreme and just government of the Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has by a resolution requested the President to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation. And whereas it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. And in, his, in, in so much as we know that, by His divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be put may but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins, to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us, then, to humble ourselves before the offended power to confess our national sins and pray for clemency and forgiveness. There's a lot of wisdom drawn from Abraham Lincoln out of that proclamation. He talks about how God has blessed us as a nation, yet we have forgotten Him. And we are slowly turning away from Him, and we are too proud to pray to Him. You know, I think it's important to note that Abraham Lincoln was a very smart and a very wise president. But he got his education in a log cabin with a pen, paper, and a Bible. Just an important side note that I would like to add to that. Again, I, I want to challenge you today to set some time aside and just pray to God and lift up this nation and lift up anything that you feel that needs to be lifted up. I have a prayer that I do want to pray. Father, I, I come to you now and I lift up your people 
and I lift up this nation. Father, you have shown us time and time again that when you are Lord of our lives and of our nation, then you will continue to bless us. Our nation has been blessed because you are Lord, but now we are drifting further and further away from that. Father, I pray over this nation and I I pray over our leaders and I pray that we seek your face. I pray that we seek truth. I also pray for the church and I pray that the church stands up and bees who she is called to be in this time. You have put us in this time for a certain reason that only you know, Father, and that's to stand up and be who we are to be, and I pray that we do that. Father, I I pray that your people know that their hope is not in our leaders or in this nation. Father, I pray that our hope is firmly in you and in you alone, because you are God. I pray that we be still and we know that. Father, we sin against you over and over, and I pray for I thank you, and I pray for forgiveness. I thank you for your mercy and your goodness, Father, and I I thank you for the many ways that you have continued to bless us. Father, I thank you for Jesus and how he continues to live in our lives. It's in his name that I pray. Amen.